uh, and the engineering embraced it, and, and it did amazing things yeah, for us. I mean, sure without lean manufacturing, we would have had no chance for the growth uh, that we've enjoyed. Welcome to the American Lean Podcast, where we cover five topics in five days in about five minutes. The only place in the world where you can get daily lean coaching. Your host is Tom Reed, and he shares his 30 years of experience and covers leadership, culture, entrepreneurship, lean methodologies, industry 4.0, and interviews special guests on their lean journey. We're glad you're here. So let's go. Welcome in to the American Lean Podcast. Friday. That means we talk with companies on their lean journey. And today I'm lucky enough to be speaking with Ryan Cortez, the COO of MD Engineering, located in Corona, California. They're a machine shop with about 20,000 square feet, 33 CNC machines, and about 40 employees. So Ryan, welcome in. Thank you, uh, Tom. It's good to be talking to you again. It's been a while. I know. It has been a while. It's great to talk to you. Tell us about MD real quick. Well, MD Engineering is a uh basically a machine shop, but we're a manufacturer of complex machine aerospace components. So you kind of got to separate, separate yourself from just saying machine shop, you know, not to take anything away from the machine shops that make easier stuff, but we make the really complex, you know, five axis type stuff, everything from brass up to Inconel and titanium. So can you give us an example of what a part might look like that you manufacture? Anything from the size of a an apple, you know, twice the size of a watermelon. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, we things like impellers, and the best way would be to go to our website and take a look and, you know, see for yourself what we do. Sure, absolutely. Now, how long has MD been on your lean journey? Uh, we've been on our lean journey since about 2009. Yeah, we started, we actually were referred by a customer. Actually, a customer of ours had a symposium, and they suggested all of their suppliers should practice lean manufacturing so that we could offer them better prices and so that also when they demand lower prices, we're able to uh, remain competitive. I think that they saw that with the demands of, of their customers, you know, the Boeings, the Raytheons, and the Airbuses of the world demanding lower pricing, that had to roll downhill and shops like ours were unable to compete if they were not running late. Okay, yep. So it sounds like yours was very customer-driven. So they suggested to you that you kind of get on board and, and help them out as well. Is that right? One of the earlier things we learned when we got into lean manufacturing, you know, they start with the basics because we trained for 18 months. You were one of our trainers, yep, by the way. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if the world knows that about you. I'm sure they do. <laughs> But uh, that's how we met. But uh, the, the lean principles that we were being trained on were true because there we were. We had made millions of dollars in sales in the previous year. We didn't have any money left in the bank. And then if you pan out of that, uh, you would see us sitting in front of a million dollars worth of inventory. And that's, that's the opposite of lean. The dream is to be able to sell the parts before you pay for the material. That is very positive cash flow. It's funny you bring that up because I just am finishing a four-part series talking about how companies can free up cash flow so that they don't have to let employees go because what a lot of organizations don't realize is a lot of their money and their cash flow is tied up in inventory. It is probably the number one thing if you're a manufacturer that you can impact fairly quickly and then free up cash. So yeah, that's very timely and you guys were obviously living proof of that. I would have to agree with that. I mean, one of the biggest things that goes uh, unnoticed, your cash flow is essentially pure profit because any cash you can get your hands on, 
it may not really be pure profit, but it, you're able to spend it as such. Sure. In other words, if you have a dollar that your your profit on that was 15%, you still have the dollar to spend. If you have that dollar in inventory, you don't even have the dollar to spend. Right. So you need cash flow is a very, very important thing in, in small business, yeah. I imagine, in all businesses. Yeah, no, it's the lifeblood of small businesses, absolutely. You know, that that's an awesome story. That's fantastic. Thanks so much for that, because that really is going to hit home for a lot of companies. What were some of the struggles that you guys faced as you began your lean journey? Adjusting to the changes in the market is probably easily, easily the biggest struggle. Buy-in, I think, is, is something you hear about being a big problem. But when we hire, they're told, you don't have a job description. Well, the highest guy in the company here doesn't really have a job description because Whatever it takes is his job description. So buy-in was never really a problem for us. We're, we're looking to run as, as lean as possible. Instead of running one job on a 24-inch by 36-inch table, one run one little job there, why not make three different vices to hold that same part and run them all? And you get six parts out of without ever opening the door. But when it came to uh, adjusting to the changes in the market, you know, sometimes customers have these ridiculous move-outs, and I think it's important to run small enough lots. You can absorb that. Mm-hmm. If you're running six months' worth of parts, planning on stocking some of them, eight weeks later, at the end of the run, you're, you're unable to sell them because there's been customer move-outs. Wouldn't you rather have less to stock? Right, Wouldn't right. you rather two months' worth of inventory? But sometimes you have to bend for your customer. So the smaller lots you run, the more inventory returns you get, the safer you are because you've only shelled out a significantly smaller amount of money right. uh, to get those parts done. Yep. Yeah, and that goes back to the ca- whole cash flow discussion, right? Exactly. That's exactly right. Yep. You know, because unfortunately, running lean isn't a, a, a black and white thing. You, you try all you can. And if it's your own product, you have a much better advantage. But when you when you have customers that you have to cater to, you have to adjust to them. So if you can run smaller lots, again, you're potentially stuck holding less inventory. So sure. very important to run smaller lots. Yeah. And so what did you guys use to enable you to do that? The first thing we did was we were trained again. We trained with you <laughs> and with a, a team of other consultants on value stream mapping. And I think that if you're able to do that, if you're even a smaller company, you have one job that repeats all the time and you're afraid that you're going to be late, but you can't be late because you're small and you got this one, if you value shoot map, you can determine here's where we should start the job. By doing so, it, it protects you and it protects your cash flow because it's likely you won't get stuck with inventory that you don't need. You won't end up late, you won't end up early, and you won't have extra parts left over. What has your lean journey enabled you guys to do that you could, wouldn't have been able to do without it? So, so with, the, with the proper amount of inventory turns, uh, in other words, we got, we got it up to 11 at the time. Uh, now we do probably eight inventory turns. When you've got more inventory turns, you've got less inventory and you're getting a constant steady flow of cash. Great. And it, it enabled us to buy more machines to grow the company. Okay. Uh, you know, back when we started our lean journey, we had probably, I think, maybe 11 employees or nine employees. And now and we were doing maybe 200000 a month in sales. Mm-hmm. 
Now we're up to six or seven hundred thousand dollars a month. Forty employees, uh, thirty-three machines. Um, another thing that we learned in our lean journey was uh, vertical integration. Very important. Very important for us. If you have to send parts out for something, you could do yourself. If you could vertically vertically integrate and bring it in house, that also helps your value streaming. That just that could take weeks, days, months off of lead time. Yeah, so you both time and money because you're you're getting that thirty percent you would have given somebody else's margin. Not to mention uh, another very important thing is you control the process. For instance, let's just say. Let's say, for example, grinding. Let's say you have a, a grinding operation on five or six different parts that need grinding. And if you were to send those five or six different parts to a grind shop, uh, they would run them probably in whatever order they got them. Let's say you had 40 of each, but you, you, you can control the process. You can tell your grind person, give me 10 of these, then stop. Then give me five of those, then stop. Three of those. So you're completely in control uh, of the process because you've uh, vertically integrated. Yep. You often hear that lean isn't applicable in machine shops. What would you say to somebody that says that? I, I'm shocked to hear that because <laughs> it's, it is, it's the most applicable thing. That means you have, I, I would recommend those uh, machine shops listening to this, go back to where your saw is, Take a look around. If there's racks and racks of, of material sitting on a material rack, it means you're not running late. We never buy material we're not going to put immediately on the machine. And we don't buy extras. I mean, you make a decision what size lot you're going to run, run a little bit for a p- potential scrap, and that's it. it. I can't think of a business that lean manufacturing would apply to more so it's shocking to hear that. Yeah, yeah no, you do hear that. If my company were starting a lean journey today, what advice would you give us? I would say get training. The theory of lean manufacturing, I don't even think sinks in for the average person. It's never been for me. And I, I can't say I went into my lean journey with the greatest sense of optimism. You know, oh. as I said earlier, I was trying to appease my customer. You know, the customer had 400 suppliers there. Only five companies out of the 400 suppliers said yes, and we wanted to be amongst the companies saying yes. I, I didn't have a great deal of optimism. I went in there, and once I started to learn what it meant and what it could do for the company, uh, and the engineering embraced it, and, and it did amazing things yep. for us. I mean, sure without lean manufacturing, we would have had no chance for the growth uh, that we've enjoyed uh, yeah, over the over the last ten years, yeah. yeah, you guys have done a fantastic job. You're a great shop. So, Thank you. I appreciate that. Final thing: How can we find more about the organization? And uh, we'll call it a wrap. Find uh, more about MD Engineering online at www.mdengineeringonline.com. I can be reached for quotations at rfq at mde-us.com what that actually what that quoting email address goes to it gets distributed to eight different desks and um yeah so that we have you know somebody will will immediately quote the material somebody will quote the outside process somebody starts working on what the actual uh, tooling will require uh will be required uh so uh and if you want if anybody would like to drop me a uh an email i be reached at R Cortez. That's R C O R 
T-E-S at mde-us.com. You know, just one last thing I like to say too is we support the upcoming youth and machinists. So if you're interested in lean manufacturing or and if you want to reach out to someone to learn about the business, I'll be glad to answer any questions. If you're just entering into, you know, machinist school, if you're looking for, we don't do internships, but if you want to know about the business, we're friendly people here. <laughs> yes, we'll be glad to help you out. Yeah, just send me an email. I'll be glad. I never don't answer an email. Yeah, no, that's that's very nice of you. That's you know you do got to pay it forward, and we got to build that next generation of machinists. So, yep. Ryan, thanks so much for your time today. It was awesome talking to you again. Best of luck to you guys, and and keep at it. Thanks a lot, uh, Tom. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, uh, just one last thing, I'd like to thank you because you're partly responsible for our success. No, so thank you so much. I- Oh, you appear. Yeah, there we go. That'll work. All right, man. Thank you very much. Have a great one. Take care, Thank you for joining us today. As always, we are honored to serve you, and we hope that you and your company are getting a little bit better every day. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and share it with others in the lean and business community. If you'd like to turbocharge your lean efforts, please visit us at AmericanLean.com.